0: Welcome to Book Talk for Book Talk, a literary podcast where we've been deep diving into your favorite novels. This is Jack. And I'm Amy.
1: And our listeners love to share their thoughts and theories via email and voicemail, so we're sharing them via our weekly mini episodes.
0: The views expressed by the hosts and listeners are entirely their own and in no way represent the thoughts or intentions of the original author. This podcast is a discussion shared to spark thought and conversation on the characters and themes of this novel.
1: Spoilers may be discussed with or without warning. Explicit language, as well as themes of sex, violence, abuse, death, and oppression will recur throughout this podcast. Listener discretion is advised. You asked us so many questions, so we're back because we
0: love answering your questions. So here's our Ask Us Anything episode. Where in the world do you want to spend a holiday in? So I'm going to just say, like, where in the world would you want to spend Christmas? My mom and I have always wanted to spend
1: Christmas in, like, a place where we could see the northern lights. Ooh. Wherever
0: that might be. Yeah, yeah. I would say, I mean, if it's not London, because, like, I love, you know, the UK, obviously, but... Somewhere, like, where they have Christmas markets, like, German Christmas markets are super cute. Mm. Like, I want to be walking around outside when it's, like, kind of snowy, but not, like, aggressively snow. And it's just, like, really pretty and sparkly. I also would like Tokyo. Oh, yeah, that would be fun. Right? Yeah. When did you know you wanted to go into writing? I started writing
1: stories in the fifth grade. When did I know I wanted to go into writing? Probably by the ninth grade. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I used to lie a lot, like a lot Mm -hmm. as a kid. And then finally, my mom was like, why are you lying so much? And my answer was like, well, my story is more interesting. So it wasn't even like I was trying to get away with anything. I just liked the story that I would come up Mm -hmm. with in my head. And then she was like, "Okay, well, rather than telling me that story, like, let's write these stories down or tell me that this is a make-believe story. So then from there, it was like, "Okay, let's get into writing. And I just like since I was really little be like mm, yeah but like what if this version happened yeah that's interesting yeah what am I the the part where my mom like really cracked the code was I told her a kid in class took us hostage when the teacher left oh my gosh and he had a bat and he stood on like he stood on top of his like desk and told us like to all get on one side of the- and like the teacher did leave and this kid was annoying <laughs> how but- old were you I think I was in like maybe the third grade. Wow. And my mom was like ready to call the school and I had to admit to her I was lying. Oh my gosh. And then she was like, why are you doing this? (laughs) Because it's more interesting. (laughs) What's your favorite fanfic? You've mentioned this one. I have.
1: Landscape with a Blur of Conquerors by Disasterisms.
0: And then mine is Measure of a Man by I don't know who. But it's a Draco Hermione Fanfic. 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 And mine's uh, Ray Kylo. Who's your favorite author in general and that you've interviewed? Uh, <laughs> no. There's no one... All of our authors that we've interviewed have been amazing. Yeah, and they're all been... great for different things. Yeah. I've been...
1: Yes, I agree with Jack. I've recently been on a Tessa Bailey binge sesh. Mm. I listened to like four or five of her novels in a row. I just have so much fun. So there's that. But I wouldn't pick... Her, you know, I wouldn't pick JT Geisinger over her, but I wouldn't not pick JT Geisinger. Like, I just like, I like all of them.
0: Yeah. And then as like for interviewees, like each of them felt like, like Tessa Bailey felt like, uh, she felt like my older sister. Yeah. That I look up to and admire. And then JT Geisinger was like, I want to be you. Yeah. Like, how can I be you? Yeah. Emily Rath was, like, I was absolutely floored with every single thing she spoke about. And, yeah. like, ev- so, like, every single author, Shane Rose is just, like, my obsession with her will never end. Like, <laughs> it's I the way that I love all. And then Kate Golden. Yeah. Our friend. Our friend. Yeah. Like, you know, like, each author holds such a special part mm-hmm. uh, in my heart. And then in general, I have no favorite authors in general. Like, they're just all so great.
1: Yeah, and, and I think, yeah. and we all go through phases with authors as
0: well. Yeah, the thing is, we figured you out. We all know now that we've got crowns. So, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, you need to calm down. You're being too loud. And I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh. I don't think Taylor will be friends with us. I'm sorry. No, I think she will. Do we quote her too much? Maybe. No, like if if one of our listeners quotes us, I'd still be friends with them. (laughs) (laughs) What got you both into reading and did you always enjoy it? I definitely did not enjoy reading. Mm -hmm.
1: I think what really got me into reading was first Harry Potter and then Harry Potter fan fiction. Mm. And that's what like that's when I started reading voraciously.
0: Yeah, I didn't like reading because I struggled with reading a lot as a kid. And my mom got Harry Potter books on tape and the book. So I had to read it while listening to it. And that absolutely did something to me. And then I w- then when my dad died, it was like around the time that Sirius died. And so I was like, got really into it. And then, and then just, I was, I've been blocking out emotions with books for so long. <laughs> it's so, a coping mechanism. It's a coping, it really is a coping mechanism. Like... I I think that's why I had such a like fierce feelings for Half-Blooded Prince Mm, mm -hmm. because that came out in what, 2005-ish? Yeah, 2005. We were the same age as him. Yeah. At that book. And he was being a shit because of grief. And I know what it's like to be a shit and grieving still and stuff. So I was like, uh, yeah, so I still feel very passionately about that one. What's your favorite cocktail?
1: hmm i love a good just gin and tonic i also love a saint germain spritz mm. um and then every bar you know has a, its own set of concoctions and i might have a favorite yeah i love a g and t
0: but like add some elderflower or lavender yeah yeah makes and it mm, i'm special. a whore for you yeah <laughs> I'm a- anything with elderflower yes can i not say whore anymore is that bad I don't know. You're right. I'll I'll, I'll correct myself. I'll put out for you. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm saying that to make sure that I'm being all right. Will we? I don't want to be offensive. I want to let people know that I will put out for other reasons. (laughs) How long? Oh, I did not read this question. All right, this right, uh, I'll take this one. How long did it take you guys to get back into the dating game after a relationship ended? Yeah, I can't speak to that. Oh, my God. Okay. <clears throat> so Amy was there for my very first breakup, mm-hmm. my big, big one with... Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to say his name? With... I'll just... I'll bleep it. Yeah, you can bleep uh, it. And I had so many people telling me, like... The best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. And I was like, fuck you. You can't tell me what to do. So I was really stubborn and didn't want to date to get over him. In hindsight, I kind of wish I did force myself to date because I know I didn't handle it. Like it took a long time. Uh, And then there were there was like stints in my 20s where I was like dating guys for shorter periods and then break up and then hop back out there pretty quickly. And then for my big breakup. It was hard because my grandparents died really quickly after. And I was so stuck in my own grief. I mean, not stuck. Like, I was grieving. You were grieving. I was grieving for a while. And then by the time I was like, okay, I think I'm, like, handling this grief. And then I was like, shit, there was a breakup. And then I had to, like, process the breakup. So it took a little while. I don't think that there should ever be a timeline on these things. Like, you do with what you're comfortable with. There was definitely a period where it was like, I'm going to date. And then I had like a little breakdown. I was like, I am not going to date. Don't stress um, or think of like when or how or what do you got to do to do to date. But it is a muscle. And if you don't use your muscle, then it doesn't get Then it's not Then it is hard. Then
1: it atrophies.
0: Yeah, exactly. So like, you know, getting back into dating, it's not fun. I don't like it. But it's also like. You know, if I want it to be easier, I just have to do it more. Right. Right. So. We all hate that answer.
1: <laughs> not not because. Yeah, no, but it's. Just, yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to be told to do more of the thing they dislike.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's just the, the you know what? And that's not just me coming out of nowhere. That's me having confirmed with multiple therapists. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, that have said that. What's your favorite unhinged mass theory? I'm going to go that Eris and Azriel are mates or Eris and Cassian or Eris and someone. Eris and Asriel. Asriel are mates. Because that's just, I love it, but it's, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Because all of them, I think. I've read some crazy ones too. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's my favorite unhinged one? It's anything to do with Gwen's parentage, whether it's like Tamlin or Lucian, who's mm-hmm. her fa- grandfather. I I like them because they're just so silly.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I'm like, SJM would be, cr- would be wild and would ruin her, her story if she did this. Yeah. But it's still fun to think about.
0: Yep. Yep. Fuck Mary, kill Hunt Rowan Reese.
1: Okay. Fuck Mary, kill Hunt Rowan Reese. Mm-hmm. Uh. Fuck Reese, kill Rowan Mary. No. Yes, marry Hunt. I feel like Hunt
0: doesn't put away his dirty clothes.
1: I th- Okay, kill Hunt, marry <laughs> Rowan. <laughs> I don't want to marry Reese. He's too much of a liar.
0: Yeah, that's like, I'm really struggling with this because it's like, Reese has no problem lying. Yeah. Hunt doesn't put away his dirty clothes. <laughs> and Rowan
1: he will hit you. Rowan, I think, has the strongest morals out of everybody actually. No one will hit you. They were training. <laughs> and say that you should die. Yeah, he's a little bit of an asshole. <laughs> They're all assholes. Kill them all. No. Fucking then kill them all. <laughs> fuck each of them. Kill and them then all. kill them all.
0: <laughs> uh fuck Mary Kill, Ailen Farah Bryce. Oh. Hmm. Fuck Aylin. Mm hmm. Uh, am I going to say kill Farah, marry Bryce? I think I'm going to marry Farah because I think she's just going to be like very concerned for me and she, then take care of me.
1: Yeah. She uh, would take care of you.
0: Fuck Bryce. Kill Aylin. I don't like any of these choices. I don't like, th- no, they're all too hard. Yeah. I liked it better when I fucked them all and then killed them all. <laughs>
1: but I fuck them all and then marry them all. Agreed. Let's situation. do that one. We'll do that.
0: Oh, did you hear this news? How about Gabriel? Remember Gabriel? Yeah. Who we interviewed? Yeah. He's Zaden for the Fourth Wing Audio. Oh, good for him. Yeah. People were saying thoughts about that. I was so excited.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. so awesome. I'm so happy for I'm him. I'm so happy for him. He's going to do such a great job. Yeah.
0: He's going to do a great job i'm so we need to get him back on the podcast yeah yeah we do for that 100 percent disneyland trips or disneyland tips and best times to come mid-january to late january yeah
1: even early february
0: yeah even early february great times right
1: after thanksgiving and like the first week of december are a good time if you're gonna
0: do the winter season yeah uh, I mean, if you're visiting, do multiple days and yeah. do Disney the first day because you're going to get you're going to exhaust yourself the most. Yeah. On that day. And, and then Disney California Adventure is just in like, you don't. Need there's to less go. to do. Yeah. You don't need to go as hard for that. Yeah. Uh, And the Disney app is your friend. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Mobile order. Everything
0: ahead. Learn which ones are single rider rides. Yeah. Definitely do single riders. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I feel like I'm pretty proud of us yeah. for that one. <laughs> Relate each book from Sarah to Taylor Swift songs. Okay, oh that's my like, gosh. we can't do each book. Let's just do, let's pick a pick one book, pick one song. Okay. Era or song? Song. Or oh. era. Let's make this easier for us. Yeah,
1: let's do era. Um. Oh, well, I would say Mist and Fury's reputation. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Akatar's Lover.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because people don't realize how dark the Lover album is. Yeah. Um, Like, Reputation is a true romantic album. Yeah. And Lover is just depressing. Yep, 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 yep. I agree. All right, we did it. We did it. (laughs) We did one. (laughs) They're like, name it for each book and each song. No. You get one book. You get one book from us. Favorite non-SJM fantasy romance. I'm pulling up my Goodreads. Favorite
1: non-SJM fantasy romance. Mm-hmm. I don't know
0: if I've... I mean,
1: I think For,
0: Fourth Wing's the only other fantasy romance that I've ever read. That was the book I was thinking about when it was like spice to plot ratio. Oh. I think she did great... I mean, there could have been more spice because there's always more spice. Yeah, there could have made, been more spice. But she did great spice. I don't know that I've read any other fantasy romance. Uh, I have, and they are pretty good. I'm trying to find them. Donna of Onyx. That's oh yeah it's romance. true it's true yeah. Ugh, she she did us dirty at the end she did us too dirty and don't worry we told her to her face <laughs> she knows she knows exactly what she did Did exactly like i have no no guilt telling her yeah. that she screwed us over kate golden knows kagle Go- hashtag kate, kate golden, golden knows. knows hold on i need to find um i think the daughter of no world series oh yeah yeah is a really good series it's Clarissa Broadbent. Yeah, yeah, and I know people know her for like Serpent and Night, one of her other series. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. But her Daughter of No World series is great. Have you read from Blood and Ash series? Curious on what your thoughts are. I have not. I have, and I think it's a lot of fun. I think that like I personally lost a little momentum with it, so maybe one day I'll go back to it. But I, I know that whenever I've had recommended it to friends they always really enjoy the first book a lot mass verse spoiler animal Fey, and crescent city are from the throne of glass world and bryce and all of them are from the akatar world
1: yeah they're like high Fey. Yeah. yeah i'm i agree good for you all right <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i agree i think that's an excellent point but we also have to keep in mind that Tamlin is also a shapeshifter. But <laughs> Tamlin is shady. I was like, you're right. He is
0: <laughs> a shapeshifter. He is. Uh, he is also
1: a shapeshifter. So yeah. it's not impossible that some of the shifters come from the Aqatar universe, unless he comes from unless Starlight Pond. Oh yeah, maybe universe. Maybe part of his lineage comes from the Throne of Glass world.
0: Wow. What are your thoughts on the fan fiction publication of books in BookTok and bookstores? What I mean is how books are recommended increasingly by tropes, tags, like fan fiction. And related, watched a video essay about the death of the slow burn, and it gave me plenty to ponder.
1: Uh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I used to love a good slow burn. And I think there, the slow burn still exists. Dawn of Onyx. Dawn of Onyx is a great example. Even Akatar is a slow burn. Like the
0: first novel. Yeah, I mean, like, you don't even get Reese as a love interest until the second book.
1: Right. And even, like, Sex with Reese, that's a slow burn. Like, people still do slow burns. I mean, look at Crescent City. That's yeah. a freaking slow burn. Yeah. Um, I do. I actually appreciate the fact that bookstores will help identify tropes in books i need those because i
0: have itches to scratch when i'm looking for something
1: right and i don't want time is precious yeah and i want to invest my time in areas that seem worthwhile to me
0: i also think like I'm wondering, you know, I haven't talked to an author who has an issue with it, and maybe they'll be the ones who change my opinion. Yeah. So I don't want to say, like, this is my opinion. I could never be changed. But I'm kind of like, accept your trope. You know, like, my – so my book, it's – at this point, it'll have to get cut unless my editor is going to be like, whoever I hire will be like, nope, this makes sense. But my book is currently 633 pages, and it's a slow-ass burn. Yeah. But I also know that when I market myself, I'm going to have to be like friends to lovers and, you know, all these other tropes that I'm going to have to do and line up to it. And I know that kind of I wonder if people think it spoils it a little bit. My
1: impression was not that it spoils it, but that it prevents people from picking up a book they might not normally read mm. and just taking a chance on it.
0: If you're in the mood to do that, I think you do it. Yeah, it's true. You can still do that. But I'm not in the mood to do it. My time is precious. I have yeah. I have uh, smut to read. All right, <laughs> I'm not here to I'm not here to play. I'm here to read dirty things. Amy, yes, have you read all the Throne of Glass yet?
1: Can you believe it? Yeah. I actually did <laughs> during my uh, mental health break. I listened to all of the Throne of Glass books
0: at a terrifying rate. Which I, I can't imagine is great for the mental health either. I mean, it is, but it's also like, spoiler, 13 friends die. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> 13 friends die. It
1: is. It was a whirlwind. I freaking loved it. And dare I say, I might even like it more than the Avatar series, because it's got the things that Avatar doesn't. It's got high stakes. People die. There are female friendships. Yep, yep. Like, it's just...
0: It was solid. There's a lot more characters to dive into. And because and we've talked about this in a different episode when we were talking about like writing tips and stuff, because there's different POVs you've expressed. And I agree with you that you're not wasting time with filler yeah. scenes. Yeah. Because you have so many different point of views that you're fulfilling. So yeah. you just get whatever is absolutely... The most important. Essential, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I, it makes everything move fast. I also love it because I think more than any other series of hers, there are a lot of mistakes made. They're con- Like, each character is constantly making mm. mistakes. Granted, that's why the series is long, because she- they have to <laughs> make up for all those mistakes. But... I felt like Aylin really was a 18-year-old, 19-year-old. Yeah. Like, I really... F- she really felt her age where Farah did not.
0: Agreed. Yeah. That is such a good... You forget Farah is 19. Yeah. She... You're like, you're too... I mean, granted, there's reasons, but at the same time, like, Aylin went through a lot of shit, too. Yeah. But yeah, great, great answer. Thank you. I do remember when you were going through it, you gave tons of updates, and then all of a sudden, you just kind of, like, stopped giving updates, and I was like, what happened? And you're like... Emotions got real there. (laughs) They did. They did. It was uh, some sad times. Yeah. Yeah. Kingdom
1: of Ash. I just was like, I'm emotionally too in too deep. I can't
0: (laughs) provide (laughs) updates. (laughs) What is your opinion on the SJM controversy of bad representation in her books? I struggle with
1: this one because I think we've seen some growth. On SJM's part, if you look at the series and what she tries to do in each of them when it comes to representation. However, it's not great. Like, did you know, Jacqueline, that Isaiah is black? Isaiah's in, like, Hunt's... Hunt's commander in Crescent City. Really? He's black. He's got
0: dark skin, black hair. He's gay. I totally... And that's, like, one of those things where putting, like, if a character... Is a certain ethnicity, like where is it mentioned and how much of it plays into who they are and their plot and everything. But like, I guess it's not really about ethnicities in that world.
1: Yeah, that's I think that's what makes it difficult. Right. Because in Crescent City, it's about s- their species, mm. quote unquote species. Right. Veineer versus non-Veineer and which house are you in and what, you know, there's yeah. hierarchy. And and you can extrapolate that to race and ethnicity, but it's not really.
0: Versus like in Akatar, you have the Illyrians who are clearly darker skin. Right. They have, they're described as having brown skin. So I think that's the one that people struggle with. And even yeah. I've struggled with that too, yeah. where it's like, um. You're making them the the one backwards group of people are the one like, with dark skin. With dark skin like yeah. maybe we should identify that but then like I feel like there could have been a lot more conversation like what's the other discrimination then that Reese has received like that's yeah. more race based type thing right. but yeah like I think from for me when you look at Throne of Glass she was 16 years old when she wrote it yeah and you look at Crescent City and she's in her 30s there and you are going to have inherent biases. The important part is recognizing those inherent biases. And when people point them out to you and saying, oh my God, you're right, I will do better. And trying to recognize them within yourself too. I would like to believe that that's happened. There can still be so much more room for growth there for her. But I know when I put out my book and I am going to hire a sensitivity reader if if there's ever a, a book or something that i put out and people say hey have you noticed this i will i hope my readers would have a little bit of wiggle room knowing that i will just want to continue to grow and try to be better
1: yeah, yeah i think i think that's a great point i think sjm has shown growth she's not perfect mm-hmm. she has, still has a lot of room to grow but to condemn her doesn't allow her that opportunity to grow we yeah. just need to we need to call her out on it but we don't need to condemn her for it
0: yeah unless they're like J.K. Rowling then condemn away
1: <laughs> god that one that, I don't know if I can ever watch Harry Potter movies again
0: I can I just I just have to really separate yeah it's hard yeah I. The, talk about one that like ugh. if we ever did cover Harry Potter guys Amy and I have talked about that that we would make sure that any money that we'd make from episodes would be would go to trans rights charities yeah Luckily, there's a lot of other shit to cover Yeah. before we ever get there. Yeah. Ah!
1: Thank you for listening to this mini episode of Book Talk for Book Talk. We encourage you to rate and subscribe to our show on your preferred podcast listening platform.
0: We would love to hear your thoughts based on today's conversation. You can submit your comments to our form at booktalkforbooktalk.com or via our CamFlare voicemail system. Please visit booktalkforbooktalk.com for more information.
1: You can also follow us on TikTok or Instagram at the handle book talk for book talk. Bye!